Hey guys, welcome back to Talk To Me Sister podcast, season two. If you're new to the pod, we're twin sisters and a ton has happened since last season. I'm a cancer survivor. Kathy had my baby. The baby's here, happy and healthy. Yes, and we're advocates for women's health and we're going to cover a lot of topics this season. So thanks for following along. Hey guys, we just wanted to give you a heads up that on this episode, we talk about pregnancy loss. So if that is a sensitive topic for you right now, be prepared to skip forward or skip this episode. We have been there. We love you. We're here for you. Please reach out if you need support. Hi guys. Welcome back to Talk To Me Sister podcast. We have Jessalyn Wanlim on the podcast with us. She is a Filipino-Canadian actor and model. She studied ballet at Juilliard. Wait, that's incredible. Did not know that. She played Evie Cho on the science fiction television series Orphan Black, as well as Jenny Matthews on the incredibly relatable Working Moms, which we love. She's an incredible mother to her son, Cameron, and has a passion for real estate, which we'll chat about on the podcast. She's Wonder Woman to us. She does so many things. We're so excited to hang with her today. Kathy and I are massive fans of working moms. We really have never laughed so hard, so we can't wait to dive into that. Jessalyn lives now in Nashville, and we are doing an in-person interview today for the first time in a really long time. So how fun is this? Thank you for being here. Of course. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. It's so much fun. So let's get into just you personally. You're in Nashville now. I know. Um, We were talking about this a little bit before the podcast, but we're Nashville natives. When did you move to Nashville? Why did you move to Nashville? Welcome, mainly. Yeah, I was going to say welcome. We're going to go out and we're going to find your favorite places. Yes. Well, (laughs) we moved moved like in May of 2020 during COVID with a five-month-old, not necessarily knowing why. There were a couple factors that made us move here, but ultimately we just wanted to figure out how to be close to family. And my brother-in-law lives here and we just needed to get out of California and have a place to raise a kid that didn't feel like we had to be multi-millionaires to do that. Right. Well, we grew up here and it is really great. And that's why we have stayed. It's because we have found like, this is such a good place to raise kids, raise yeah. family. There's things to do outside. You can drive 20 minutes being in the city. You can drive 20 minutes being in the country. Mm-hmm. Like yes. we're thankful that we're raising our kids here too. So we're yeah. And Nashville, yeah. I mean, everywhere in the world in 2020 was locked down, but I feel like California was next level lockdown. I mean, did you, I mean, could you even leave your house? I feel like we didn't was, leave because I had a kid, a yeah. baby. And I, I mean, was a, like, I don't know necessarily how to do this yeah. with a newborn, with a newborn. And I was trying to just survive yeah it's hard to do anyway with a newborn yeah when you bring in a pandemic yeah I was gonna say you're figuring out newborn season is hard enough and then you add a pandemic on top of that yeah so we were already forced to be inside anyway yeah so do you split your time right now Nashville and LA if you're working are you full-time I am full-time here I have no reason to travel I'm fearful of traveling right now because he's not vaccinated and I just don't necessarily know. I mean, things are going to pick up, like loosen up very soon, especially with the mask mandate and whatnot. But I'm only in L.A. when I really have to be. But I'm also in Toronto filming Morgan Moms. That's that's where we are for that. That's fine. And you're from Canada. I'm originally from Calgary, Alberta. 
Amazing. Yeah. So that's, I bet that's fun to be able to travel. It's, yeah. it would be fun, more fun if I felt more comfortable traveling. Yeah. Right now. Like, I haven't I seen know. my family in over a year. So oh, that's hard. Goodness. Yeah. It's, it's definitely difficult, especially with, with him. the baby. Yeah. Yeah. We have some new cousins in Calgary mm-hmm. that he hasn't met yet. Yeah. And it was like boy, three boys that were born last year, like in, in 2020. 20. And yeah. he's the oldest one and he hasn't met his little cousin. Oh, so oh my goodness. We're just dying for that moment. Yeah. Hopefully that's soon. Be sweet. I'm just praying more and more that travel gets easier and yeah. everything. No, we feel, I feel like we take that for granted. All of the sisters live here in Nashville right. and all kind of cousins play. So hopefully you get to do that soon. Yeah. So you're an actor, obviously. Mm-hmm. Your first gigs were All My Children <laughs> <laughs> and Gossip Girl. Yes. Wait, um, what did you do on Gossip Girl? I played Pauletta Cho. I was Pauletta like this college Cho. student. Gosh, it was so long ago. But I did like a couple episodes on that on that show when it first became a massive hit. I need it to go back and watch massive. it anyway, but now yeah. I'm not like... So like, I was I was doing an internship in New York yeah. and interning with Andriana Shamaris on... She was a furniture do- designer right there on Green Street in uh-huh. Soho. And so many days of the week, they would shut down Green Street for Gossip Girl. Yeah. And the set designer of Gossip Girl would come in and need like a bowl or a shell thing. Or she had like teak tables and just get stuff for the show. And I would sit on the stoop and like watch the filming. And that was as close as I got. But I loved Gossip Girl. It was so fun. Did you get, so how was Blake Lively? Did you get I didn't to- get to work with her. I only got to work with Ed Westwick. Uh, yeah, yes. Westwick. Yeah. And That's his, wild. the guy that played his dad. So I was a little fu- removed mm-hmm. from the rest of it. But it was just interesting to see because I was in the first season. Okay. And just Such seeing how season. it just blew up. I was like. This it is so good. fun. It was so fun. And yeah. how wild is it that it's been like 10 years since that huge Gossip Girl I know. phase? And they came out with the HBO Max Yeah. Did you it. watch it? The reboot? I did. And then I stopped. Same. Yes. Same. For so many reasons. I know. I got through a couple episodes and I was like, I think I was just such an OG fan of the first Go around okay, with Gossip Girls. This I don't know if you guys relate to this, but like watching it as a mom now, I have anxiety more about like the, the world my kids live in. Well, that's why I don't watch Euphoria. Yes, that's <laughs> the same one too. Euphoria, I um, can't. Literally touch it. had anxiety. Yes. yes. Yeah. It's why I couldn't watch Gossip, the new Gossip Girl too. In a way, it wasn't as extreme as Euphoria, but I felt that. Yeah. It's kind of more of the mom worry. The anxiety. worry, the fear yes. of raising your kid in that environment. Oh my God. That's it. That's also like why we left LA. Yes. Yeah. I didn't want my kid going to school with Gwyneth Paltrow's son. Like yes. I just, that world is so different. A hundred percent. Yes. Interesting. Do you feel like other Hollywood, like, so like yours, obviously, somewhat in that world being an actor like do you feel like more people are getting out of that LA because of that reason I think so I mean especially if you're raising a family mm-hmm. first of all the cost of life you want to be able to not have to stress out yeah over the basics so I mean just even the idea of going to a park in LA currently with the homelessness situation there where right. when I was there there was a bunch of tents parked on the freeway so there was no way to even walk on a sidewalk without like push your stroller without exactly yeah. like yeah. there's no Going around stroller home. safety oh my gosh yeah. so you know it's it's stuff like that where you're like okay you're, what justifies yeah and your this? mindset changes so much when you have kids anyway 100%. and so 
it's like, obviously that would matter to anybody. Mm -hmm. But then when you have these little babies that you're responsible for, you're like, I got to do what's best for my family. Right. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about working moms. Okay. You've done six seasons of working moms. I know. That's incredible. So insane. Like it's one of those shows where you're like, is this going to go? Who knows? I mean, it's a little Canadian show and we didn't know how it was going to be received in Canada first and foremost. And then it got picked up by Netflix. And then we were like, wow. And then it's year huge. after year, we're it's like, huge. I feel like it's like what we were just talking about, Gossip Girl. Like it literally has blown up. Like yeah. all of my mom friends are like, you gotta watch Working Moms. It's <laughs> so relatable. Everybody has and a character who they're like, oh, I'm like such a Kate or such a yeah. That's why, like, yeah, yeah everyone's relate relatable. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, there's a character where everybody can relate to. But I also feel like y'all probably just have like y'all are hilarious. <laughs> and then like behind the scenes when the cameras aren't rolling, I was like, I bet they have so much fun. I mean, I have fun because Jenny's in her own world. Yeah. Yes. And she gets her own little clapbacks and moments. But for the most part, I'm up there to to get the work done and, yeah. and say the lines and, and do, do, to be Jenny. do what they hired me to do with yeah. that part. I mean, they give me some pretty intense, <laughs> yes, <laughs> hard situations to deal with yes. and to not be judgy about. Is My there ever, character. like, when you read something with your character, you're, you're like, oh, okay, it's going to have to take a lot of me to, like... Every mm-hmm. year. Every yeah, season every year. Is, is that. Because they, I get the scripts, and I'm like, oh, man, they really went there. And <laughs> and it's more just like, okay, how do I make this... How do I make this character, in any sort of way, feel like people should sympathize mm-hmm. with her? Mm-hmm. And I that's feel- the hardest part of playing this role is because a lot of times I get people that hate me and my choices. And I'm like, you know, there's people out there that are exactly this way. 100%. And I will say too, like Jenny's character, like she has, she says things out loud that a lot of people are thinking like, am I fit to be a mom? Do I even like being a mom? Being a mom? Like right. she, her, she says these things and I think actually, like, at least me as a viewer, I had sympathy for her because mm-hmm. one, she, I mean, she's fierce. So she, I'm probably, you know, you think like, girl, you crazy. But a lot of things she says out loud, I feel like most moms can relate to some of those inner thoughts. A hundred percent. Which is why it's so relatable and a kind of a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. But I could also imagine how it would be hard. Like, it's exhausting. Yeah. Like, emotionally. No, no, like, really, it's exhausting just because... I don't think people necessarily know how to differentiate me outside of playing this character. Like, I'm literally getting paid to say these lines yeah. and be this human being. You're like, and this be, isn't actually yeah. me, though. Yeah, right. You don't have to hate me. <laughs> right. You don't have to hate me. But, you know, what I really love about Jenny is she she doesn't care what other people think. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people can learn something from that. Yeah. Because I'm, you don't have to make everybody happy. You don't have to get everybody to like you. Like, I'm one of those people that, please like me. Yeah. Please. Same. Oh, my. And then, you're, you know, you're, like, wasting so much time and energy with your thoughts and saying, what if I said that instead of this? I'm one of those people that, like, tries to have a comeback. Absolutely. And then it's two days late. <laughs> yeah. I am one of those people that actually uses so much energy to make sure everybody else is happy. Yeah. And I think, Kathy, you're like this, too. But also, I Kathy always helps me because she's like, just care less. Exactly. Just care less. Because, yeah. like, sometimes I'm like, I wish I need more of Kathy's, like, 
just like separation of boundary. Like, okay, I'm not going to spend that energy on that. Right. That's what I've been trying to do better in like my motherhood years. Right. So I think there's an element of like, I need to be like tear more towards the Jenny, but like I can see how it would be exhausting and Mm -hmm. emotionally exhausting to play too. I mean, it's so fun. I just wish people knew that I'm not this human being in real life. Yeah. Yeah. That's the biggest challenge. Well, they'll listen to the podcast and they'll be like, she's actually not Jenny. They'll watch you on socials. I like, I love that too. In a way, people get to see the other forms of you besides this character, other roles you play. I mean, on social media, I curse a lot. (laughs) That's okay. Like, it's a lot. My husband, the other day, he's like, can you stop swearing in front of our kid? I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) They slip. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so we've all had the moments where our kids say something and we're like, well, I guess it's time for us to oh, yeah. think about what we say Charlotte, a little more. Yeah, Charlotte said like a pretty, yeah, she said a pretty bad word like a couple months ago. And Richard was like, it's time, Sarah. I filter it. I'm like, it's fine. Y'all, the harsh thing is now my seven-year-old can spell. Mm. And it's a whole new, it's a whole new like filter that you have to have as a parent. <laughs> because yeah. now we can't even spell things. Right. We have to have like code words. Oh, like slug. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, I didn't realize this was going to happen so fast where we can't even, like, talk in code. Right. They listen to everything. Charlotte is, like, almost five. So she, we realize now that we have to go in another room to argue and scream at each other. (laughs) She gets it, though. She's still, she's not, she's like, oh, they're fighting in that room. We know that. I know. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Like, the other day we were having, like, I mean, I hate to say it. We were, like, really arguing. And she, I mean, it just happens. Like, real life. Real life. Mm-hmm. And she got in between us. She was like, guys, mom's right. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I like, do not pay her to say yeah. that, but I am. You heard her. <laughs> Good thing we have a jury. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So when you were starting to play Jenny, you didn't have your son yet. No. So, and even just the other characters on the show, were you thinking about motherhood and, and did watching the show and participating in the show like change your expectations for motherhood? I mean, I didn't, we knew we wanted to start a family. It was just a matter of when. I don't think like mentally I was ready to do that. So when I was on board to film, I was the only one without a kid. So I don't necessarily, I I honestly don't remember. I mean, it was such a blur because it was so long ago, Mm -hmm. but I recall, when was it, like season two or three was when I actually started trying. But my whole pregnancy journey has been all very <laughs> up and down. Okay. Um, I mean, I've had four miscarriages in oh, my life. So, so like sorry. two before my son okay. and two after. Oh, yeah. And I mean, that first time was actually on set. Oh, so it was nuts because I literally found out I was pregnant. And then, and it was lit, like, I don't know if you remember, I think, was it season three where we had that whole Halloween kids oh my recital? Yeah. And we were filming that. And uh, that's when. Did you? <laughs> I knew I was pregnant, but I knew something was wrong. Right. Did you have anybody with you that you could talk to about it? Or did you have to, like, mask and keep, like, I just would crumble and like did you have did you have to take a break or like did you have to keep filming like we kept so hard you have no choice I'm sure but I so I how graphic can I you can be very graphic this is we're focused on women's health I'm so glad you brought it up we talk about everything yes like 
Okay. Because so many people can relate. I yeah. Can relate. yeah. I mean, I started, I, th- I was traveling back and forth that season. And I found out I was pregnant. And I told Juno and Danny because we were all in the green room waiting for our shot. And I was like, yeah, I'm pregnant. They're like, oh my God, amazing. And then during that whole time, I was like, guys, I'm kind of spotting. It's normal. They're like, yeah, it's completely normal. Mm-hmm. But it was, I was in this big, like, ball gown dress and feeling so uncomfortable. And I think I told Catherine as well, but nothing transpired during that time. And then I left and I, I flew back home and then that's when it passed, but it was just like, oh my I don't want to have to go through this. So it was very stressful. It's really hard the first time. The first time, not necessarily knowing. Yes. Right? It's not knowing what's right. And then also, I don't know if you felt like this, but I projected like, oh, I'm never going to have a baby. This means it's going to be hard forever and ever. Like you project all these things into the future that is so hard that first time. It hit me pretty badly. And I was just like, this isn't fun. Mm -hmm. I can't believe I'm going through this. But just the amount of hormones, like my acne alone was just unbearable. And I'm still dealing with it from my last one too. So yeah, I don't, I don't wish it on my worst enemy. Yeah. So you, when did you get pregnant with your son? You had two losses before I had two losses like immediate back to back. So it was that year. I think I like miscarried again, top of January 20, no, 2019. And that was when I was like, that's it. I quit. I'm giving up on this. This is not for me because that one was even worse. Yeah. And so I stopped trying. And that's when I got pregnant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so many people say that. And I know it's I know. so frustrating. How many people listening? Because it's like, you probably felt this too. Yeah. Like people so will like, say, yeah, just take a bath. It'll happen when it happens. You know, Our friends like, that, yeah, that we have that conversations that are trying and struggling. They're like, that's the worst thing you could say to me. I yeah. am trying to relax, you know? Yeah. Yeah. See, you weren't stressed about it. Like, yeah. I, I could go off yes. <laughs> how many no. times when, especially, I don't know, like expect the amount of times I've had to endure this, yeah. the less you, all I need you to do mm-hmm. is be a vessel for me to dump. Yeah. I don't need Just your input. I don't, don't need, need your advice. opinion. Like do, please do not give me your advice and yes. please don't lecture me on. Maybe you tried to, too soon after the first one, maybe your body's trying to get rid of all the things that are not healthy for the baby. Like, I need you to shut up yeah. and just listen. Just listen. Otherwise, I, I will, I will like shut that door yeah. mm-hmm. for a sec, a hot minute, yeah. a while, and like not let you in again. Yeah, yeah. Because you're not the person that I need to. We just need. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. Sorry, and this is really hard. Yeah. Did you do anything to kind of hold space for those losses and pregnancies? Like I was just talking to somebody about this, but I like planted trees for the ones that I lost or mm-hmm. something, you know, something because all of a sudden it's over and you feel like this huge mm-hmm. hole, this loss. And that was something that I did that like held space for that kind of ceremonial. Yeah. In a way. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, that's beautiful. I didn't, I didn't have time to, right, to think about to it. Think about it. Yeah. I really was just like, let's just move on with my life. Cause I yeah. don't want to have to worry about this right now yeah um it feels easier sometimes which what what was also very annoying was like you know over 35 trying to have a baby you're considered geriatric you are and i'm almost 40 now trying to have a second one and i'm like why 
why am I doing this to myself? But also, I get it. Yeah, I just, I think it was more just like, let's just live our lives. Mm -hmm. And if something happens, happens and fine. But otherwise, I wasn't really thinking like, yeah, Yeah. this is what I want to do. And, you know, mentally, I think I just really had to figure out how to get past it. That's how I... I feel like a lot of women deal with it different ways and like what's healing for you. I'm like kind of that same way where I'm like, okay. Like when I had my hysterectomy, I was like, I'm going to give myself like 10 minutes to be like this sucks. And then I'm going to move on. Mm -hmm. I can't change it. It's like, what's going to happen. And I'm just going to leave it to, if I'm supposed to have another baby, it'll happen. And I'm going to put it out there. Yeah. But even like when I was pregnant with Cam, I was like, Nothing was enjoyable mm-hmm. during pregnancy just because of that fear. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. So, yeah. you know, every every day I woke up, I'm like, is this the day that, oh, you know? Yeah. It's so scary. Yeah. I think that's something that people don't talk about a lot. It's like they talk about miscarriages and how common it is. But the fear going into a healthy pregnancy, mm-hmm. it's like until you have that baby in your arms, it's I'm like. Not, yeah. I'm not counting anything Yes. Yet. It's and that is so overwhelming. Yeah. But I do think it's it, you know, I we saw that you shared your last pregnancy loss on Instagram. And I do think it's become more and more talked about. And yeah, people have this community and people behind them saying, like, we've been there and that's hard. Right. And just that alone can make you feel so less alone. God, yeah. that was a rough one. Cause you'll watch season six and you'll get it afterwards. Okay. Man, the, the, that, that third miscarriage was like, <laughs> that one took me into a whole deep, yeah. deep space. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm excited to watch season six. Thanks. I mean, I'm very excited too. I mean, yeah, it's still airing in Canada as okay. we speak. So once that's done, I'm pretty sure we'll get a date for when it's premiering okay. on Netflix. That's my next question. Yeah. Yeah. We, I have no idea when. Okay. So anybody on social is just asking all the same question. We're yes. like, we literally have no. zero answers for you. So, and I don't mean to be a bitch about it, but like, I, I'm like, just stop asking. Yeah. <laughs> because, It'll be there when it's there. Yeah. yeah. We literally have no answers for you. So, um, well, yeah. I think you're incredibly strong to go <laughs> through you. like all this and then keep a professional work life. And I can't just imagine like, it's like real life working moms. Yeah. Like they, but like Kathy was saying with pregnancy loss and just that space, I know our podcast, like we have a lot of women on that mm-hmm. are struggling with different things and we can never really understand what each other are going through. And it's hard. Sometimes people don't say the right thing and I've had yeah. to really be like, okay, I know what they were trying to say and they were trying to feel like that was comforting, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. So I'll have to set boundaries with that person. But also there's this like beautiful community of women who are just like trying to be like, hey, your situation sucks. My situation was terrible, but like, I see you and I'm here for you. I'm here to listen. Yeah. And so I think that has become really cool. A good space for it. Yeah. Yeah. We are really excited to tell you guys about our new sponsor, Gut Garden. You can find all their information at mygutgarden.com, and you can get any of their supplements 15% off with the code SISTER15. That's S-I-S-T-E-R-15 for 15% off your order. They have a good gut program that helps you completely reset your gut in 30 days with five supplements included – 
or you can buy supplements separately. That includes activated charcoal, prebiotics, probiotics, enzymes, collagen, everything you need to support your health from the inside out. So check out Gut Garden and use the code SISTER15 for 15% off your next order. So I do have a question about working moms. One more question. Of course. Do you guys improv at all? I don't. Yeah. I would, I would see that would be such a difficult thing to bring in, but. Oh, Catherine does a lot. She does. But I mean, it's her show. Yeah. 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 It's her show. She she write episodes and produce. She was very heavy into writing and directing in the earlier seasons. Mm -hmm. I think she's allowed other people to take creative control over that more so just because also her schedule is busy she has two kids and she's trying to make her an empire of her own too so kudos to her for you know doing and everything that she's done this far absolutely but like yeah I do not improv on that show mostly because I I improv the ends of scenes okay but for the most part what they've given me to to say on the paper is like great enough yes yeah like, Where I'm like, good. we don't have to touch this. Like, why would I even try to make things better? Yeah. Um, oh, I just, I just love every character. Yeah, I think everybody one. has such a perfect, everybody can identify. Like, I identify with everybody mm-hmm. in some little way. I went back to work when Charlotte was born. She was my first. I yeah. went back to work at six weeks. Insane. Anyone Insane. listening, don't do that. Don't do that. It's it not insane. I don't know. I just, I didn't know. Like, I, I just didn't know what I was doing. I was this it was very bad, but I, I literally can remember pumping at work and then having like a meeting with executives and looking down and having, having like milk. two rings. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm in front of like three old men and right. they're like, what is <laughs> happening? So like, just like the juggling, the like milk and the, yeah. and trying to figure out your hormones and it's just all just so awful. Yeah. But like working moms just makes it relatable and funny. And Did I you have postpartum that. Like dealing with that, like post, you mean postpartum depression? Yeah, I doubt. I honestly, in the moment, I could. I would say no, no, I'm fine. I'm yeah. good. Yeah. But looking Hindsight. back, mm-hmm. like I have coworkers now that were like, "Oh, you were so, you were so off. We were really worried. You were so off." Like, I would, I would just sit in my car and like just ball crying. Yeah. And then I obviously had. I mean, I had uterine cancer, so I didn't even know, like Kathy and I talk about this a lot. I didn't know what symptoms to look for. I went to postpartum, my postpartum appointment. You're fine. I had a pap that was normal and I, I felt terrible. I felt so off. I, and then once I started bleeding, I chalked it up as like, oh, I've never had a baby before. I've heard you bleed like a long time after. Right. And then once I talked to Kathy, she's like, how long have you been waiting for? And I'm like, it's been like 36 days. Like that's and it's like, yeah, I mean, but at the same I time, said, like, could you be having a miscarriage? Like, that's like my thought was, you know, I was like, oh, probably. Yeah. But it's like in my, I wasn't in my right mind, really postpartum. I, yeah. I did. I wasn't able to like differentiate what was normal. Should I call the doctor? I was just focused on my baby. So like my, I myself was like way on the back burner. Right. And then finally, when I went, I went to the doctor, they were like, yeah, this is like, that is not normal. Let's take your blood work. Showed I was pregnant. They did an ultrasound. No sign of pregnancy at all. No gestational sac, like nothing. 
So then they said, oh, well, you definitely had a miscarriage. It's just like, there's just like some remnants you need to get out of or get like past. That's obviously graphic too. But they sent me home with that medicine you take where you go right home. Did that. It was awful. Felt like I was a neighbor. Nothing happened. Nothing. Like, Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know what I should expect. But I thought that was like, I was good. Long, like fast forward. I did the DNC. Mm -hmm. I did the pathology report and everything and it came back cancer so it was just like it was a whirlwind of emotions and I was still we did a podcast episode recently where was it a guest or just us I can't remember where they where somebody was saying can really postpartum they say you could be in you're in postpartum for like what two years oh it was just us like a year like at least a year. year I mean Medically, they're like three months, but in terms of what your hormones are doing, and what your body yes. is doing and how it's getting yeah. kind of like getting back, it's at least 12 months. Mm-hmm. So I was like doing the newborn thing, figuring out myself. I was so wacky and also dealing with cancer diagnosis all before she was one. So it was like, it honestly was hell on earth. But at the time, if you would have asked me, I'd be like, oh, I'm great. I'm just like, <laughs> well, I think you, know. you were powering through, which I think a lot of us do. It's probably even, even like right now when you're going through like recovering from this pregnancy loss, you're just like, I'm powering through. Yeah. And it's like, sometimes it's your only choice. Sometimes with a newborn, you're just like, I got to get back to my yeah. life. And it's especially as okay until mom. you're yeah. not okay. Right. You know? Especially when, as you're a working mom, you're like, well, this is my life now as a working mom. So I just got to get it together. Put on my bootstraps, like, mm-hmm. you know. Right. So, yeah, it was it was pretty wild. But I think that's what's helped just like talking to other women and hearing other women's experiences. God, that pill happened. was the worst. Wasn't it? It's awful. And it didn't even pass it for me. <sighs> really? It was like a month later. Stop it. You didn't get a DNC after that didn't No, work. because I thought the pill was going to... To flush well, it all out. Exactly, because that's what they tell you. And yeah. it didn't. That's so it was a month? A month later. What did you I vividly do? remember. You- I found out I was pregnant beginning of August. I wrapped beginning of September. Took the pill. I didn't, I wait, I had the pill mm-hmm. from Canada because okay, that was a nightmare to get access to, first of all. Oh my goodness. But um, I didn't want to take it while I was working. Because I didn't know how it was going to affect me. Yeah, no. I was scared to take it too. So I was I, like, yeah, I took it the night. How these labor cramps yeah. last? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Took it the day I landed back in Nashville. That was the most horrific four hours mm-hmm. of like the feeling awful. Awful. And I, like I thought it. it, I thought it got rid of it all. And then a couple weeks later, stopped bleeding and then started bleeding again. And I was like, what is this? And because my my hormones, my HCG levels still came back as five weeks pregnant. I was like, you've <sighs> got to be kidding me. You're like, this is, oh. And so then finally, like that week, it just decided to disappear. Mm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that was two months of yeah. being non-pregnant pregnant. That's, yeah, non-pregnant and that's pregnant so hard. emotionally, that's so draining. And you've got to, you still have, you just have to go and live your life. And it's yeah. like. And I had, I had honor. massive depression after that. Like it was like, oh really oh, gross I was yeah. all I did was shop go out with friends not talk to my husband like yeah. it was the worst I was like Ugh. it's hard and they they like cannot relate they can't I'm glad it's you it. said that because it's something again people talk about but the, the relationship yeah. between how people grieve that loss mm-hmm. is so different. so different and they're yeah. so separate from your yeah. journey mm-hmm. that it's hard to feel like you're not like completely alone right but it's good to hear what you did to did well, you yeah. talk to any like I went decided- to counseling okay for a couple of times but then I, it was like almost at the 
end of everything where I was like, I feel like I've jumped this hurdle yeah. and I'm on the other side. Yeah. And so when I was speaking to her, I was like, I feel like what I'm saying is not necessarily helping. Yeah. Right. And it's maybe not useful for my time. Right. So I was like, you know what? A couple sessions and then I'm, I'm done. I think I'm fine. Yeah. And I really was. Mm-hmm. And then it happened again. So yeah, yeah, it's so hard. Oh my goodness! Again, guys, we should plant some trees. <laughs> I got these well, I was gonna get some tattoos. Okay, for, I like that too. It's just you know when you're trying to like, yeah when you're trying to get pregnant though you like you don't want to do that. Like, don't get tattoos. <laughs> don't get tattoos. <laughs> Kathy and I have the same tattoo. We got at this is <laughs> you can tell this story. Yes, a tattoo convention. Came Nashville. I saw that. The tattoo and horror convention. Yeah, that was an experience. My (laughs) friend Keaton's listening. She was with us. And it was too many vodka tonics and a lady that hand wrote our... She didn't even stencil it. No, it was... She just crazy. It's great. Did I tell you that Charlotte saw it the other day? Mm. Because I was changing. She she hadn't seen it. Yeah, she hadn't seen it. She was like, Mom, why did you write on yourself? And I was like, (laughs) oh. She was like, does that come off? And I was like... No. <laughs> and I'm like, oh man, this is like the stage where it's like she's actually gonna be looking at me as a role model. And no, but you love tattoos. You I just have this one that we yeah. regrettably got one night. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it was such a fun night though. Yeah. We called it, we were like, we're gonna get the sister tattoo. We called everywhere in Nashville and everybody was closed. And we were like, Where are all the tattoo artists? And they were at this horror convention. We were like, uh, okay, sign us up. So if it's coming this year, we can go. Well, it I saw it last year. Oh you yeah? But I, I didn't want to go, but I'm like always yeah. curious about it because we watched this whole inked uh, series on. Yes, yes. Love it. loved it. Like that competition of just watching all these tattoo art, but at the same time, these canvases are huge. huge. Like huge. the whole back and the whole leg, and like you guys are risking it. They're Probably. risking it. Yeah, on the show, getting, getting a free tattoo. Artist. I yeah. know. Maybe we should. Maybe we should check out and see when the <laughs> tattoo convention. It was a honestly whole people crowd. watching is just it was awesome actually oh, for it's, sure it's wild. Do you have any tattoos? I have one on the back of my neck, and then that's it. Yeah, I do yeah. want to get another one, but I've always wanted. I kind of always wanted something on the back of my neck. Well, I don't know what it looks like anymore. Yeah. So whenever somebody asks, I'm like, oh, that's right, I forgot. I <laughs> yeah, <that." laughs> I like, don't see it. I know even this one right here. It's like on our mm-hmm. uh, lower right Yeah, honestly, it's covered up so many times. Unless I'm in a swimsuit, I'm like. Oh, that's right. It is. I forgot. <laughs> and when I was pregnant with Charlotte, it like stretched. Of course it did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's back to normal now. It's back to normal now. I like it. I don't know. Or maybe I'll get another one at some point. I don't Let's know. We'll do see. It. Tattoo and horror convention. Here we come. I yep. know. Um, <laughs> so I follow you on Instagram and I see you cooking and like HelloFresh stuff. Yes. And like, I'm a terrible cook. Kathy's a great cook. Um, <laughs> one of you has to be. I'm honestly yeah. not the well, greatest but she's a nutritionist by trade yeah. like I'll get meal plans from her and like especially after treatment when I was trying to like get my body back like really mm-hmm. strong she helped me with that but I always struggle with like feeding my family like do you are you I feel like you are cooking and I cook a lot favorite but things well so I got onto this whole pesto meatball situation in my rice cooker slash saute steamer so I had this one appliance that I just always use. And I ended up making these turkey meatballs with this pesto sauce. And I just put it in there. And my husband now knows how to make it. 
So that has been like one of our staples in our house. And the reason why we got on HelloFresh, well, first of all, like I'm an ambassador in Canada for HelloFresh. So when we started negotiating that deal, I was like looking at more so what this was because we've done Blue Apron before, but the quality of meat was really touchy, like Mm -hmm. if very iffy. And so we stopped. And then when HelloFresh came by, I was like, you know what? Let's just give it a shot and see. And now we do three meals a week. And there's only been one meal, which my husband cooked, that was like, meh. But everything (laughs) else has just been super delicious. But it's, I just love the stresslessness of it. Because it's like, it comes and you don't have to figure out, like you can pick and choose your meals. Yeah. But you don't have to go grocery shopping. And so There's nice. no leftovers that are wasted. Mm-hmm. Like we waste a lot of food. We're terrible at leftovers. We are too. And nothing so against bad. Blue Apron, but I feel like HelloFresh, like I just have liked their meal Quality choices. Also, yes. they simple, more simple. Like yes. I don't have to like read the direction 19 times. I'm like, oh, actually, I, I, right. we, we, we still get it, but I save the cards on like the recipes oh, I, I like the best. Too, but you know, you're going to buy idea. it for a family of four and you're, the leftovers are going to not yeah. get eaten. So my husband tried to recreate a meal we had like a couple weeks ago and say, yeah, we had like leftover and I'm like, this was not as good this time. What did yeah. we miss? Yeah. But um, yeah, we do it too. And I feel like as working moms, like it's still obviously like, it's such a good mm-hmm. resource. Yeah. There's some good things these days that help. And I do think too, when you're going through a lot, like I was just talking to a, one of my clients about this, that, you know, when you're going through like when you go through a big loss or a big life change or someone has a baby, like people bring you food, mm-hmm. you know, people like, cause your mind can't think about cooking. Your mind right. can't think about like feeding even yourself, let alone other people. But when you have like micro stressors or long-term trauma or something that's like a miscarriage or like, just like I'm working a lot and juggling a lot deciding what you're going to cook like goes in the back burner just because but no one's bringing you food so it's like yeah but also like when your husband's like what are we eating yes that's the worst question you can ask me what are we eating (laughs) i love my husband he's probably listening i don't know if he is he's probably not listening Uh, (laughs) he texted me on the way home the other day it was like literally the most crazy day and he said what's for dinner and I almost threw my, I was like, I literally almost threw my. Don't ask like, those. Hey, men out there. If you're don't, listening, ask the don't ask that question ever. Or yeah. what's wrong? Or can what's I wrong? pick up dinner? Oh, oh my God. God. I can't better. imagine if he was like, hey, I got home early. I'm making spaghetti tonight. But like, <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. I'm yeah. Like, I have to train you because. It's so funny. I, <laughs> what's for dinner? Uh, I can't. Don't. Just yeah. don't. Literally, we need to write a book that says. Things that you should never ask a woman. Yes. What's husband for dinner handbook. and what's wrong? Husband oh. handbook. A husband Don. handbook. Honestly, <laughs> I feel like it just needs to be pages of sentences. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is the, like, the what's the movie with Mel Gibson? What women want? Yeah. I'm like, this That's is it. literally the key. Yes. And it's, I feel like that would be a really, a, there should be like word. an initiation for, mm-hmm. before anybody gets married. You have to sit down and watch this. Yes. And understand these, they're cardinal rules. They're cardinal rules. Next film. The next film. (laughs) Okay. So your precious husband, who wants to know what's for dinner. Where did you guys meet? Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, we met, oh my God, like 12 years ago in LA at the gym. Oh, cute. Yeah. He worked there and I worked out there and he wouldn't leave me alone. 
And I wouldn't go near him with a 10-foot pole because he reminded me of somebody else that I dated. So once he figured out, he was like, okay, I'm quitting this job. And then I was like, here's my number. (laughs) He's like, I might not see you again. So Yeah, so that's that's a short story. Okay. But we ended up getting married very quickly because of my green card. Oh. And he was foolish enough to sign up for that. <laughs> like, we barely knew each other. Wow. And, like, That's... the first two years of our marriage, no one knew that we were married except for us. No way. Yeah, we didn't have a wedding or anything. We just got married. At, you got married at the courthouse? At the courthouse in Van Nuys. Like, the most ghetto. Line. Oh. We lined up. There were, like, maybe four other couples that were in front of us. And we were the most dressed up. Everybody was, like, in flip-flops and their Birkenstocks. And what did you wear? I wore this white, I, I I wore white. It was like this cheap dress that was 25 bucks. Love it. Cute. And we ended up getting married Friday morning at 11 a.m. And we were waiting tables together by 4 p.m. at the restaurant that we worked at. That you worked at. That's I kind of cutest. love that. Richard and I always said, we, we planned a wedding and that poured rain, mm-hmm. like literally the entire time. And we were Plus like. stressful. It was so stressful. I mean, people always were like, it was so fun. There was a pool on the ground and everyone just was wet. And yeah. So everybody jumped in. It was yeah. like crazy. Awesome. Fun party. It was fun. But we're always like, if we could do it again, we would get married at the courthouse. Yeah. And then just do like a, like a huge European honeymoon. Yeah. See, we like, never even had a honeymoon. We, we were so, we were literally starving artists in LA. Yeah. Um, so the idea, like living in California, I never even made it to San Francisco. I never made it to wine country because okay. I was always waiting tables or bartending on the weekends. Those were my moneymaker nights. So like we never had a celebration. We probably had our first vacation, as our, which was our baby moon. Wow. No way. In 2019. You guys were hustling. And so your immediate family did not know. Did he know? Did they know of him? They knew of him. They didn't know you were married. No. And so anytime that we had issues with each other, they were like, I don't understand why this is so, why don't you guys just break up? And we, we were like, eh, it's a little, a little harder than that. Like, it was just nuts because I had, to, we had to stay married for a certain amount of time in order for me to get my green card. And then there was a conditional in order, like, to lift that. Yeah. in order for me to become an actual permanent resident. So those were very trying times oh where we gosh. were literally learning about each other. I was going to say, all. those are like developmental, like when you're trying to get your career off the ground, when mm-hmm. you're trying to afford rent, yeah. all while learning about how to be a husband and wife and yeah. living with somebody and yeah. all those things. You trying to stay in the country. Trying to say, yeah, I mean, if you so guys did that, things. you can do anything. I think. Not, yeah, and I <laughs> feel like it helped us significantly mm-hmm. in terms of where we are with each other in yeah. our relationship. Yeah, like had we, if we didn't survive that, we wouldn't be able to survive anything. Yeah, yeah. But because we stuck to it, yeah. I don't know what it was that both of us were like. You know what? Let's just keep going. <laughs> that is cute. Like, there were so many, so many signs saying like. Don't do this, guys. Like, this is just ridiculous. Yeah. But here we are. And, you know, our fights exist. But as do all. I think, like, it takes a moment. We we know where we are in terms of, like, how we both process it. Mm -hmm. I'm one of those people that I'm like, I said I'm sorry. 
and I acknowledge when I'm wrong. Can we move on? Mm -hmm. And he's like, boop, 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 boop. I'm like, literally, you wanted me to say I'm sorry. And I have. He wants to process it and talk about it. Yes. But I am one of those people that needs to, like, move on in my life. I'm like, literally, we're done with this fight. Mm -hmm. Can we? Yeah. But I have pick and choose my battles, too. You have to. Especially as you have kids. He doesn't know how to do that. (laughs) Again, it's going in the handbook. Right. But I'm like... Is this something that you're going to divorce? You want to leave me up? Like, are we going to have to do counseling because of this reason? Yeah. Like, my big thing is I leave. (laughs) (laughs) My son is running nose. And I I tend to forget to take away the Kleenexes that are dispersed throughout the house. But he finds a way to make this point and say, you always do this. I'm like, are you going to divorce me over it? If not, then let's not talk about it. Yeah. Because... It's really, you know, it's pick your battles. Picking, yeah, because it's them, like... Be very diligent about it because there's only so much time and energy that you want to spend on something that's like, ha yeah. <laughs> You just laugh over it after it's a while. Not, 100%. I think that's good advice, honestly, for married couples because it's like, there will always be things that drive me bananas 100%. about Richard and him about me. But it's like you said, if they're not like make or break, like into our family over it mm-hmm. let's just agree to love each other and not try to change each other and yes. if it's a small enough thing let's just if I need to go out and take a deep breath and move on yeah so I think that's a good piece of advice mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to remember that yeah <laughs> um I think that's it's like we model we can model that for our kids too like anything that we can do like that right passes on like healthy conflict it's like exactly so does he do real estate in Nashville as well no just oh. me just you. Mm-hmm. So tell us, I know we're like, need to wrap up time soon, but <laughs> you also have a real estate career. Yes. Nashville real estate is booming. Yes. I have so many friends that are wanting to buy, wanting to invest, wanting to dabble in real estate. It's, it's, it's a topic of conversation. I feel like among Nashvilleans, but also mm-hmm. across the country. I mean, right. So tell us a little bit about like your real estate career and the market and just like your future with that. So I got into real estate because I was going to quit acting. Really? Oh, wow. Why did you want to quit acting? Because it was exhausting. Yeah. And the amount of effort you put in with the amount you get back was like very scared. Okay. Yes. So it just got to the point where I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. So I'm just going to do real estate and the minute I started studying was the second I got orphan block. Wow. And then long story short, I was juggling trying to get my real estate career while I was starting working moms. And I was like, well, I'm not quitting real estate because of the show that we don't know is going to go anywhere. Right. So, so you've had two jobs. I had two jobs. Three, really, because I was also. OK, a lot of people don't understand that I'm on a Canadian show. First and foremost, Working Moms is a Canadian show. Yes. Yeah. So people think that we're like rolling in money, but it's a government funded network that pays for the show. So we're not rolling in money and they also control what else you can do. So if you convert the Canadian currency into American dollars, it's, it, it, it was very minimal money. Interesting. And so I was also still bartending private parties. I was cater waiting party, like private parties. I feel like that's something that no one would ever 
Yes. No one knows because they think that we're all making money because we're on a TV show. Right? Yeah, that's the mindset. Of the mindset people. is when you're famous, you're fine. You're fine. You're good. But that's not the case. So I was like, I need to make money. And in real estate, you can like yeah, do pretty do good. Well. Yeah. If you're on top of it, you know. So I have a question that you may not want to answer, yeah. but like, does Netflix Netflix doesn't also pay you? No. I was gonna. I was about to think that in my head, like, well, maybe unless you're the producer, creator of the show, wow. you're not making any extra, extra money, money because on, it's on Netflix. Because it's on Netflix, I protest on streams <laughs> or like okay. I, mean, I don't because Canada buys you out. Do you think if it wasn't Canadian though, like it would make a difference? Your deal is different if because Netflix is basically an American commodity, right? right. So you're negotiating certain things. Yeah. alongside it but there's different tiers like stranger things is tier one mm. and let's i don't even know what other shows to compare it with but like there's different like there's tier two tier three so if it depends on where your pay grade is on those tiers yeah as to how much you're making because if you're on a hit show like stranger things yeah you can yeah you can be making that good good cush money but cush. they'll start you at ten thousand an episode and still have the rights to control anything else that you do. So what? That's $80,000, which in the grand scheme of things, is great money, right? Yeah. But, but you're, you're you, paying out taxes. Oh, gosh. And you're Expenses. paying out 20% of your thing for commission. And on top of that, if you have an attorney, so that's like 25%. So you're still looking at maybe 33% of your gross income. Mm. Uh, so you just have to calculate all that. And so a lot of people assume that we're just rolling in dough and mm. I hate to put it out there, but this is like a very fictitious idea of That's like important. what an actor is. Yeah. And also backs your reasoning for real the real estate yep. and all the things you're doing and well that's incredible and with real estate no with anything else you have and with most people's careers you have room to grow mm-hmm. but it sounds like with that it's like you have this one job it pays this much and then you're on to the next if that and that i bet would be so overwhelming well, i was stressful. gonna say stressful because you don't know the future and you're right. just like but even like so for my real estate here a lot of people because i'm on a show they don't necessarily think i'm they think i'm just like piggybacking doing real estate right just because I love it. But I do love it. The point is, though, is that it's You're like, still... It's part of your career. It's a part of my career. I bet you want to say that. You're like, this is actually my passion in my career. I'm not just doing this for fun on the side. I... Right. Like, people... My passion is real estate. Yeah. I, I love, love acting. I well, love it. Don't get me wrong. You have to. But, it like, it's, it's not yeah. sustainable. Yeah. And the end, you never know, like, you can just rub one person wrong and then you're on the blacklist or whatever. Yeah. So there's just something it's about stressful. it that makes me go, ick. Yeah. And when I get a job, I'm grateful. But when until you're on set actually experiencing something, you're like, oh, this is fun. But more often than not, it's not that fun. Interesting. Real yeah. estate, like, gives me joy just because I love, yeah. I love the hustle of it. Yeah. But also, there's a lot of rejection there, too. Because mm-hmm. you have to get somebody else to trust you. Oh, yeah. And you could have a buyer that could lose like 10 houses before they find one. Or I mean, they can just grind. go with another agent. And you've spent all these months working with them. We're the same way. Like we have this podcast. We're writing a book together. We both have separate careers. We're doing like way too many things. But it's like 
sometimes it's that thing of like, what's, what's your passion about? What makes money? Where you want to put your effort? All those things are important. And yes. it's also, you have a family on top of it. So, I mean, no one can know what anyone's yeah, dealing it's with. So but true. Like, yeah. I think but everyone I mean, assumes things about people's right. lives. Right. I love that you're passionate about real estate. I, and I that you were like, you know what? I'm going to have a killer plan B. Yeah. And what's, what's so annoying though, is that a lot of people are like, if you can't see yourself doing this for the rest, like specifically acting, if you see yourself doing something else, then don't act. That's like the word, the weirdest twisted advice. Cause I feel like you can have so many different things that you're excited about. I was going to say, I feel like that's contradicting toward like, cause I love this podcast. I have a design degree and a career in design. I love design. I love writing. I'm an abstract artist. I sell my art here in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And I hate feeling like I have to choose one thing. Why do you have to? You yeah, don't. We're, one to, we're not And honestly, I'm either. good at like my career. Right. But like I'm passionate about art. Right. I'm also passionate about other things. Yeah. Like there's some things that are going to make me more money because I have to pay my bills and I have a family. Right. But I don't ever want to feel like I'm hindered. My friend, it was funny. One of my other friends, Rachel, who's, she's in real estate mm-hmm. and I was talking to her, I think a, it's been a year and I was talking, I was talking about her all that she was like, Oh, you have so much going on. I was like, oh, I'm doing this and this and this. And I was like, I know it's like a lot. And, she, and I was like, I, I have a lot going on. And she was like, or she said something like, no, no, you get to do all these things. And it was like, it kind of changed my mindset to not feel like I had to apologize and explain my life to people. Right. I was like, I actually, this is, I can change my mindset and be like, I get to do all of these things. Yeah. I'm like, blessed to do all these things and I'm giving myself permission to pursue all these things right and it sounds like real estate is more of your passion maybe now than acting or is it well, like acting is like 99.9 percent no all the time like yeah, what am I hard. gonna wait for a phone call every yeah, day yeah. like I used to do that in my 20s and I woke up when I was like why am I waiting for somebody else to give me an opportunity. And also, I don't even know if that opportunity is going to be amazing or fulfill me in any sort of way. So I found it to be more important to find things that to make you happy Mm -hmm. and just continue to do those things. Because honestly, like if it doesn't make me happy, like some, some people that you choose to hang out with Mm -hmm. even, and you walk away feeling gross that you did that and resenting that, like, yeah. I, I I specifically make choices now because I'm 40 this year. I don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. Just stick to what makes you happy. I know. Yeah. And I if it's, if it's like, may, if it's consuming your time all day long and it still makes you happy, then it's worth it. Then it's yeah. worth it. <laughs> yeah. Deciding what, where, where you should put your energy. Yeah. Like going back to the people thing too. Mm-hmm. I think that's like, where we are also, we, we talk about that all the time. We're like, we're at the point of our life. We're mid thirties. We're like, let's put our energy where our passion is. Yeah. Let's make our circle small if we want to not apologize for anything. Okay. We're about to hit an hour. So I feel like we should wrap (laughs) up. You've already given us some like great advice and we always leave, like to leave the episode with the guest to have the last word. So if there's any advice you want to give about working moms or women um, who just experienced loss mm-hmm. or anything, like it could be anything, you can leave us with like a nugget of truth and then we can wrap up. A nugget of truth. Oh my goodness. I, know, I feel hard. like you just gave one too. Uh, yeah, I feel like I just 
that's my motto in, in life. Well, also my motto in life is how you do one thing is how you do everything. So, um, I've never heard that before. And I like that. Oh yeah. I do one thing is how you do everything. Yeah. I I don't know. I just, I, I really feel like it's a testament to somebody's truth Mm -hmm. in their whole life. Yeah. Literally how you do one thing is how you do everything. Yeah. I love it. I don't know. Like I fold my clothes Mm -hmm. a certain way and I feel like that defines who I am in every aspect of my life. Yeah. Like the small things are going to show how you're going to do the big things. If you're going to do it with all your heart, if you're going to do it with passion, if you do it with authenticity, it's going to show up. I love it. I have one more question. Okay. Do you still dance? No. No, I do not. Mm. Oh, yeah. Juilliard. What? Juilliard. I know. I I, I wanted to ask that. I think that that's It was a very miserable time in my life. And Uh, I've actually erased two and a half years that I endured uh, out of my memory. Like, I literally don't remember a single thing. Good for you. Specifically. Specific. Well... It's not a ballet school, but yeah, I went from a ballet school to Juilliard and it was a very contemporary school where they shoot, like they cornered me as the ballerina and I got too injured too many times and I was very unhappy and it made me realize that that definitely did not make me happy. There that, we was go. Like, that was like the one part of my, that like chapter of my life where I was like, if I'm going to learn anything, it's from this, Yeah. that none of this brings you joy. Brings you joy. Yeah. Yeah. I think and it's it, about having those moments in life and it steers you towards like... Yeah, even though I was next. amazing as a dancer. Yes. Like I was really good. I bet. I can um, see you being amazing. I feel like... But dancer. it just didn't make me happy. Yeah. Well, we're glad it brought you to yeah. acting and to Nashville. <laughs> to Nashville. And to <laughs> our podcast studio um, slash playroom. Yeah, Thank we're you glad. so much for being here. Thank it you. brought you to this chair and we could know you. It's and just so much fun. It was so fun. And everybody listening... Thank you for joining us. Jocelyn, you gave us good advice on following your passion and owning who you are and being a kick-ass mom and working mom. And we're so glad to know you and meet you. Thank you. you. We'll be just checking Netflix. We're not going to ask you where to check Netflix for for season six. Uh, Yes. And we will post on our socials and be so excited to tune in. Thank you, guys. Thank you. We just wanted to take a minute to say thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, to follow if you're on Spotify, and please take a minute to leave a review. We would be so grateful if you left a review. That's a great way for our podcast to grow. We are going to be releasing a monthly newsletter where we're going to highlight a recent review, and that person gets highlighted on the newsletter, but also gets a gift from one of our sponsors. So thanks so much. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Also, make sure to check out our Amazon store. Thank you.